Hey, Bear Naked Buddies, this is your friend, Saker, and I'm here with a little update for you. Um, we talk about it a little bit on the episode, but this is, of course, our final episode of regular It's All Been Done, a Bear Naked Ladies podcast. Um, this is the final song off of their most current album, so there's nothing else left to do at this point. But we, of course, do not want to let the pod die. So here's the deal. New episodes are going to come out the second Tuesday of every month. One episode a month. I know that sounds like not enough for you, but as soon as Barenaked Ladies releases a new album, then we will release regular episodes again. So this is this is a uh, a ransom note. We are holding you ransom. We're hold- I don't I don't know. Tweet at the Barenaked Ladies to get another one out there, ASAP, so your boys Saker and Evan can be back. Um, but in any case. Internal Dynamo today, uh, April, uh, ooh, what's that going to be? April 12th, we are going to come out with our Detour de Force wrap-up episode, where we, of course, of course, rank the albums. We resequence the album. We do all sorts of fun games for you. And then after that, we're going to have fun episodes for a while. On the second Tuesday of every month, we might do, you know, Pod Might Be Giants, or Counting Pods, or the Cheryl Crow podcasts, or I don't know, whatever. Um, We're going to do some fun stuff. I think you're going to enjoy it. In any case, it's our opportunity to spend some more time with you. But in the meantime, we've got some internal dynamo for you. So check it out. We have a fun episode today. So enjoy it. We'll be back with you in April. See you again soon. Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether you'd like to hang up or take the call from keeping it real to when I fall, we're it's all been done. The podcast. You wouldn't like him when he's funky. It's my co-host Evan. Someone's in the kitchen with my co-host Saker, <laughs> and it's me. And we're doing a podcast. <laughs> and I'm Evan. <laughs> and I'm going to reiterate the information you already heard. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. the kitchen. The kitchen. That sure is. We just painted our kitchen. Oh yeah, beautiful beige. <laughs> beautiful eggshell cream. No, it's white. It's Ooh. all white. Why would you you like a white kitchen. Well, to show that it's to, just to show all the dirt and the grime. Well, no, and everything to show like that. that I've never cooked anything, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing on my walls, no spaghetti sauce stains, no nothing. Ah, just see, a I would pure like a, white. I'd like a, like a spackled kitchen. Spackling like like of, of various marineras. I do like that. Oh, that's cute. Just like a Jackson Pollock sort of <laughs> That's right. whip your uh, your your brush over the walls. I like that with spaghetti sauce. You know what? I think every room should be midnight black. Oh, Therefore, yeah. stains. The perfect canvas. The perfect canvas. I had a friend uh, once upon a time who had a black wall in his bedroom, and he did the Batman symbol on it real big. He painted the Batman symbol on it. So that Batman would come? I think he wanted <laughs> Batman to come. I think this Dude, was... I feel like that's a that's a wish you don't want to come true. Because when Batman shows up, it's never a good thing. Yeah, you're a villain of some sort if Batman is showing up. Or, or you're being something, menaced by a villain. Something bad is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you're right. If Batman's in the scene, things aren't going well for anybody else. Does anyone ever have a casual hangout with Batman? No, because then you get Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but like at the Hall of Justice, sometimes Batman just goes for the perfunctory meetings, right? 
I guess. Yeah, he shows him the Justice League. He's just kind of like sitting there at the fucking table. Yeah, yeah. That's a cash, a cash hang. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's business. Can Batman have. be casual? I guess. Boy, what a good question. Because he's like intensity is his thing. Or what if maybe it's not a casual hang with Batman, but a just sort of like, uh, you know, oh, he was investigating the crime scene. I just happened upon the crime scene. I said, hey, Batman, what's up? And then he was like, hello. He is like the greatest detective. Yeah, world's greatest, in fact. <laughs> That's I hear the new movie, which I'm sure the entire all of our fan base has seen by now is more on the detective side than on the Batman goes out and beats people upside, oh. which is fun. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Robert Patton, he's got the body for a beat-up. He's got the body for a beat-em-up. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. You mean you want to beat him up? Is that what he's got the face for a beat-up? He's got the face for a good beat. <laughs> I don't know. I have no interest. I'm not a Batman boy. Never have been. I, I'd say as, I'm like the superhero continuum of superhero movies I would watch. I think the Batman ones are like more palatable for me. They are. But I think that comes with caveats. The early ones are great because I know they're campy. Mm-hmm. And then the Bale ones are great because they had a legacy of greatness. Like, the first one, I don't think I saw until the second one came out. I was like, yeah. fuck, this was good. I got to go back now. Uh-huh. Like, this one, I, don't, I got nothing to go on. I haven't seen anything since the Bale movies, to be honest. I don't think there has... The, the, was there an Affleck one? Beneflick. He was in the, the, the Bembers? No. Shit, yeah, because then there was Batman versus Superman. Sh- Justice League. Uh, Department of Justice. And there was... <laughs> the Ohio Department of Commerce. <laughs> Batman colon Department of Commerce colon who's got the gold. Who's got the gold. Um, That's wow. Batman has sex with a bag of, a bag of lentils. <laughs> Microcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, but yeah, but I, you know what? I might go see the RPAT. I might go see it just because it's, uh, you know, I've heard it's good. We can call him that. RPAT? Yeah, he gave us permission. Yeah, we know him. We're friends. Yeah, I mean, our Pat playing BM. He won't come on our podcast because you know it's not it's not on brand for him. Yeah, but I am friends with him and text him every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we send each other heart emojis. Which celebrity do you think you could be friends with? Do you think you could be friends with a celebrity? Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> I suppose you're something of a celebrity yourself, aren't you? No. Well, you're like F list. <laughs> I'm not even on the list, bro. I don't know. In some circles. If I said, can I get into the club? I know Evan Dickin. People would be there like... There are no clubs that I could get into that you couldn't get into. Well... You're, you're in a little music band. What, my music band is far less popular than your little little Impos- No, it isn't. I don't know. They're, they're edict. Oh, edict. That's why you called yourself yeah, that's that. Why I, that's why I uh, went back in time and forced my mom to name me the name that I have. Wow, that's cool. Um, there, I mean, you have a, uh, a base whenever you release a new book, there are some people that are like, I got to catch that new edict. Yeah, like a dozen of them. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, Hey, a dozen fans is more than most other people have. So I'm pretty happy with that. If you did a Kickstarter, I, all my friends would pledge $30 and then I would have a thousand dollars. Uh, well, that's a lot of friends. Jesus. You have a lot of friends. Yeah. I got people like a bully into it. Hold on. 10, 30. That's so- like. A lot of friends. It's like 90 friends. No, that's like 33 friends. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. 33 friends is a good amount of friends. That's a way good amount of friends. That's more friends than most people have in their lives. I've built up a lot of goodwill because I back everybody else's Kickstarters. That's true. I'd give you five bucks. Oof. Jeez. (laughs) Wow. I'm not going to read whatever fucking political socio... No, of course I would. I would pledge whatever the tier is to be able to name your next book. That's that's (laughs) the tier that I want to pledge at. Why don't you, do you think you'd offer that? No, I don't think I'd be allowed to. Okay. 
Did you have to? Did I don't they, think I could do a Kickstarter for like a a, a a commissioned IP book. It wouldn't be a commissioned IP. It would oh, be, I'd just be writing. I'd be like the the Brandon Sanderson for from thirty the, million dollar from the twisted Kickstarter. mind of Evan Dickin. <laughs> comes this next book. Yeah, Brando Sanda, biggest Kickstarter in yeah, the world, big right boy. Now. We are uh, four days in, uh, and he's uh, the number one Kickstarter of all time. Brand Sand, right yeah, passed up Critical Role. Um, I did not imagine. I knew he was popular in nerd circles. Mm-hmm. I did not imagine him to be the most like unbelievably popular blowout. I mean, he's, it's it's like if uh, I mean he's. He's the George R.R. Martin of higher fantasy, I guess, because he's taken over the Wheel of Time shit, oh. which was which had like a built-in fan base. Sure. And I mean, his uh, his, everyone liked Mistborn. I didn't like Mistborn, but he's got the uh, other one that he wrote, the Gems Armor People. Oh, wrote Steven of, Universe. Wrote of, yeah, he wrote Stephen Universe. <laughs> <Wow>. Crystal Gems. <laughs> but he's he's been able to leverage a lot of stuff that most writers don't have. You know, sure. Uh, built-in fan base and things like that. But you know, he's fine. He's fine. Does he does he deserve thirty million dollars? I don't know. Okay, but it's four. It's four books. Wow, he wrote four fucking books. Yeah, that's a lot of books. Yeah, can you write four books? I've written four books. You're just like Brando Sando. Oh God, <laughs> if only I get thirty million dollars, never work a day again in my life. Tell you what, that man is—he's a dynamo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, most of his willpower is like—he's an internal dynamo. Was trying to be what I'm trying to yeah, say so here. You need one of those when you're tip tip typing. I'm sorry? Tippity typing on the tipple t- keyboard. You need like the little thing to power you through when you're 40,000 words deep and you're just working on fumes. For you the week. spinning, <laughs> you know, that little spinning gyroscope inside your little body going, power up and then your fingers pop right off and keep on typing. Here's my thing. is like, oh, like, you know, it's, it's dancing swords like in Dungeons and Dragons where you like are, I don't know, his fantasy. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit where you like, you're, it's like a singing sword and then you like, you use it and then it like fights on its own. I want that from, from my fingers where I just start typing and then they just <laughs> separate from my body and they just keep typing. What would you do with the time? You couldn't play watch, video games watch TV. or read a book. Yeah, watch, watch TV. TV. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fun. I don't. I could probably read a book with like my my meat fists. Uh, yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I suppose people do it all the time. Yeah. I suppose that was Don't really ableist. ableist of me to say. And people play video games all the time too. Yeah. Boo! Wow! Boo! See, <laughs> uh, I apologize to all of our listeners. Yeah, unconditionally. There you go. This week's song is called Internal Dynamo, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. It's all been leading up to this moment. Yep, this is it. This is where we come together. This is we're all strictly business now. This is, we're the, just... this is the climax of our podcast. Is internal dynamo, right? Oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a it could be a false climax though. Well, next episode is the denouement. Yeah, but this episode is like until they release another album. Yeah, I mean every movie. I mean even movies that have sequels have climaxes in denouement. I don't think they do. Okay, <laughs> they just cut in the middle of a scene. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait till the next movie. <laughs> you always leave, leave them one more. Hey, there we go. That's, um... that's why we're only giving you half of this episode, listeners, and then we're gonna hold the rest for ransom. Now Sacred it's time Iris to take an email from our friend. <laughs> Thirty million dollars. Oh shit! That's how we're gonna do it. If we did a Kickstarter for more episodes of It's All Been Done. 
But like we made it very clear that we don't need this money to do anything. <laughs> we just want some money. money? <laughs> do you think people would contribute to it? I bet I bet we get a hundred dollars. <laughs> I guess that's what a Patreon is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need it. We just want it. No, uh, I mean a lot of Patreon people, you know, want to do it as their job. You know, are, are we ever going to finish snack time? Why would we? I don't know. We, there's no reason for us to, I guess. I mean, we could start releasing Snack Time episodes uh, in our main feed. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I just I mean, what, do you want from, what do you want from me? I, I, want, I don't know. I don't know what I want from you anymore. <laughs> I want you to talk about Internal Dynamo. What did you think about Internal Dynamo? Oh, man. Another planetarium opening? It was planetarium Turning cross. into like a detective noir. Yeah, smooth wah, jazz. Wah, wah, wah. Like, Very noir. We I may like... have gotten, I think we might have gotten Ty's inner life all wrong. Oh? Because we thought he was like a spaceship captain, like a Han Solo, right? Kirk-esque character. He might have been, like, he might think he see himself as like a, oh, see himself as a um, like detective. You, oh, you think this is Ty? <laughs> yeah, he minced into my office. Oh, the day with, with a with a grizzled beard and a, sure. and a wispy voice. He said, "Sir, can I can I have I have a case for you?" I looked him up and down. His voice wasn't much to speak of, but those getaway sticks <laughs> could get lost in those. Um, the curves of his games. I don't know why Kev's legs are the focus <laughs> of what I'm thinking about today. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this eyes is, for days. <laughs> this is a detective noir story between Ty and Kev. Is what you have in your imagination? Yeah, yeah. I think Kev is like a uh, um, a German prince, a disinherited German prince who just has a lot of money, and uh, something has been his. There's been a murder. It's like Scary. a it's like a knives out situation. Okay, but. but um, turns out that there was no murder all along or that maybe ties the murderer who knows wow okay interesting Say ties a split personality oh because you know you could have those back then before it was yeah before it was an actual diagnosis <laughs> medical not called split personality yeah. anymore um yeah this is they're stuck in a rut i think that's what the new um bradley cooper movie is about dog dog the bounty hunter <laughs> okay. no uh carnival row carnival alley midnight alley nightmare alley nightmare alley got to it where did you get carnival from? Because it's a, it's set in a fucking carnival. Oh, is it? Yes. Then I suppose that's it's a fa- I don't know the Toro movie. Okay. Oh, cool. You want to talk about it some more? Yeah. Um, I've never <laughs> seen it. I know it stars Bradley Cooper. Do you want Cooper. to spin out and speculate? <laughs> has, um, it has Willem Dafoe as but a as from, a as a, a greedy showman. From what the trailer, you think it's a a, a, a multiple personality disorder thing? No, is that what I you're saying? I don't think so. Then where did you get this split personality thing? Because I was talking about the most recent noir thing, noir thing I've seen. Oh, I haven't seen actually. Oh sure, okay. It would have been Nightmare Alley. It would <laughs> have been Nightmare Alley. You don't Alley. know anything Except about. I know a lot about. It. I know way more than you do. Do you? I think I don't know if you've seen. Um, I haven't finished it. Centaur World. I think that there's some split personality sort of. I'm just trying to think of what the twist could be in that show. I just want to say. When you open up and share something with someone who purports to love you, who has said they love you on multiple occasions, and you say, hey, I love this. I love this. You may not. It may not be for you. 
they can they can not pay attention. It's fine if they don't pay attention, but to be actively contemptuous of it is hurtful. <laughs> Listen. Listeners, there's a whole rich internal life here behind this podcast that you are not privy to. Ev, I love you. And I thank you for sharing all your passions with me. I appreciate you. You're a good person. Uh-uh. I'm sorry if I made you feel less than. <laughs> you never deserve that. I appreciate that, Saker. This is what this <laughs> podcast was coming to. This is the climax. We've learned to accept each other. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, internal dynamo. <laughs> internal dynamo. <laughs> Um, yeah, they mix the planetarium vibe with some smooth jazz, but they are so stuck in this planetarium rut. Yeah. Is it a rut or is it like a conscious decision they made for the album? They're like, they all went to like the Hadings Observatory uh-huh. in like <laughs> Quebec. Uh-huh. And they're like, man, did you see that fucking pew, pew? Like, oh yeah, they like came out there like super fucking jazz. Yeah. And it's like, I got to get one of those for my fucking ranch house yeah yeah just get the get the the the, the, the roof lifted and put stars on it it's like the first time he saw pinball he just went from zero to 100 it's just like yeah i mean it's like you, you just see something and you fall in love with it immediately sure yeah absolutely so they went to a planetarium for the first time at 43 years <laughs> old you know they they might have not had the chance to hey you know you might be right and how do we feel about that i mean how many times have you been to the planetarium Ugh, once tw- twice no yeah yeah, twice. Twice. Wow. But I'm only 36. Yeah. Well, you've got you got to your 50 to go 100 more times. <laughs> well, now that I have a kid, I'll probably go in the next few years. Probably. Probably. Have you ever gone with little Lukey? No. Do we, it, Lucius has been in quarantine most of his life. I forgot about that. Yes, you are. <laughs> that is correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm glad that they're into it. I'm glad that... I, I love this. This intro is too long. But I'm still digging it. You think it's just you think it's Kevin though? Mostly, I think Kevin's the driver behind the behind the planetarium noise, right? Because you had said his most recent album is just ambient sound. It is piano improvisations, and they're like so. It's not ambient sound. So but jazz. Yeah, but it's it's more like what I would call uh, massage music. It's like <laughs> spa music. You know what I mean? It's That's not jazz. Nice. It is nice. It's very pleasant to listen to. Listeners, we were going to review Kev's latest solo album for the next episode, and I listened to it, and I was like, Ev, you do not need to review this <laughs> album. Because I, I ran out of stuff to say immediately. I was like, this one is good. This one is nice. <laughs> like Smooth. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say about all these songs. Uh, anyway, if you're interested you in... A, you give it a read where um, we talk about what spa exercise we would be at for each track. Okay, so just give them all stupid reads. I do like that. <laughs> Uh, there and then is a good album oh. by our boy Kev. I don't know. We're gonna figure out what to do for this so next if it's, episode. If it's piano improvisation, like, what's the what's the like over under for that? Like, he just like goes into a fucking sound studio. And he's like, all right, well, here I go. They said it was recorded in three days, so I'm sure there's a shit ton of takes that were left on the cutting room floor. Um, do you think he just played for three days straight? Yeah, seventy-two hours <laughs> of piano improvisations by Kevin. My fingers. <laughs> I can't stop the curse of the witch. I got rug. Could somebody put more glycerin on these keys? <laughs> Lube up my fingies. Um, yeah, but it's a good. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. We don't want to leave this podcast behind. Of we've had ample opportunity to talk about internal dynamo, and we keep spinning out mm-hmm. because we care too much. Knocking pods down like dominoes. Knocking pods down like <laughs> dominoes. Okay, well let's talk about <laughs> fucking tie. So this one is a. 
Kev Ty Jam. Mistakenly, earlier on the podcast, I said it was a Kev Jim, mm-hmm. but no, sir. This is Kevin Ty all the way, unmistakably so. Um, the juxtaposition between the two is fucking wild. Uh, uh, here we go. Dynamo, Dynamo, Dynamo. She's always in control. Dynamo, Dynamo. Someone to the kitchen with Dynamo. Dynamo, Dynamo, Dynamo. Knocking me down like Domino. Yeah, it's like... In college, you're in the library studying something, and you're going to meet up with, like, a friend or something. And uh, so you're studying, you're, you're neck deep in your history book or whatever the fuck you're doing, and then your friend just pops up and just slams down a, like, bag full of books in front of right. you and just startles the shit out of you. That's the relationship between <laughs> Ty and Kevin, this song. But it's a little more uh, extended. That He slams down the bag of books and then screams in your face for... <laughs> too long i'm joining the army yeah maybe 13 seconds and then it's over um yeah they, it, so it goes into i'm not sure how you categorize that i categorize that as a new metal song to me it sounded like <laughs> it did. Yo, what's up, limp biscuit. I, I, I did say chunky limp biscuit yeah how i described it, it sounds like limp biscuit to me i was all my notes became all caps at it was that like, point yeah, it was like chunky limp biscuit with a little bit of 70s funk and then like Aerosmith thrown in. Yeah, I could hear the Aerosmith vibe, certainly. Yeah. It was just fucking... It was a slap in the face, which is interesting. I mean, it's yeah, an interesting... Was practicing his fucking noodling on his piano, throws in his, like, cartoon sound effects, like the beat drops in, like, a Chibamato song, yeah. and then, like, Ty's like... And just, like, <laughs> kicks his drum set over, and he's like, grabs the, fucking, grabs the fucking <laughs> mic away. <laughs> How does Kev rest back control? Because the latter half of the I song is Ky- his. Tyler t- fucking tires himself. Out. <laughs> he just takes a little nap on he's the ground. Got 30, he's got thirty seconds of power in him, and then he's he's a, he's a he's a natural sprinter. Well, I think there is some drum machine in this song, so maybe Ty yeah, did go to sleep at some point. <laughs> oh, he's tired himself he out. Tired himself out. They call it getting tired on the bus. Uh, yeah, it's when Ty goes too hard. Um, man, but then it's it's effective because. It, like, is the equivalent of just, yeah, grabbing you by your shoulders and shaking you for a few minutes and then just dropping you back into this marshmallowy pillow. It's very startling, but it's cool. It's it's yeah. it's kind of, it's well done. I think it works in the song yes. because the song is just so fucking slapdash to begin with. Yeah, well, did you listen to the behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, so Kev, you know, he had a bunch of dissimilar riffs and basically pasted them all together. Which I mean, that and kind this of explains. Got, this got everybody's vote to be on the final album, or do you think he like? Now, I think he went to bat for this one. That's I I fucking. This is where I was very confused because like I can't imagine a universe where they laid out every potential song that they had and they all went like, internal dynamo. This song doesn't even feel like it existed before the breakdown. Agreed. Right? I think that like did Kev put the did Kev plan for the tie breakdown? Or was that like brought to the table later? I think yeah. I think that was that was the. I think the song was done by committee, and that was what Kev had to give up to get Ty on board because it's a voting process. So Ty oh. has as much pull as anybody else. So he's like, you know, like he and Jim, Jim was. Like, he's like, okay, okay, Jim, you can do your prog rock bass solos and put in whatever you want. And then Jim's like, okay, I'm on board. And then he's like, I only need to get and Ed's the holdout. He's like, this fucking sucks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't just put a, like nonsense. I mean. 
okay, Kev, you can release an entire. I'll let you release an entire album of ambient noise <laughs> if you just leave this song alone. Oh, you think- so they're like they're wheeling and dealing. Ed lets Kev do things in his yeah, personal life. I don't think Kev is allowed to do a lot. <laughs> He can't be. Tr- just he can't be trusted. Kept in the bare naked basement for most of the time. Yeah. Well, he wanders into the forest and uh, gets sure. lost. He needs someone to like. I, Hold I think his that, hand. I think that it's not so much that that like Ed lets him do stuff. Is Kev can't do stuff without oh, assistance. It's like sure. he's like a you know like a five year old who's capable of a lot of stuff on on their own. Right. But at the same time, like he can he can get his shoes on, but he can't get his socks on. Right. <laughs> shoes are the harder part. Well, if they're Velcro shoes, they're actually pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Do you think Kev can cut a banana on his own? Why would you cut a banana? If you just want a banana coin. Why would you just want a banana banana coin? Why would you eat a banana coin? Because they're fun. Okay, would you rather eat one fucking uh, uh, phallic object? Or would you rather eat a bunch of money? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think the the joy for a banana for me is just unpeeling it and then just chomping right into it. So yeah, one phallic object. I want to chomp my way down. Okay, what do you do with your string cheese? I peel it because it's a string cheese. Interesting. So if I called it a, a corn banana. <laughs> if you called it banana cheese, I would eat it like a banana. If I called it money nana, then you might Man- be more. Banana. Manana. Um, a coinana. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Coinana. Bcoin. Oh, banacoin. <laughs> Banaka. That's our new <laughs> cryptocurrency we're going to be shilling on this podcast. Million dollar no. <laughs> coin. God, getting into a pyramid scheme right at the end? Yeah. That's what you want to do, right? Do you think we could mint some NFTs before we get out of here? Hell yeah. What could they be? Just like Kev with different accessories on? <laughs> Is that it? Can you use like other people? Can you take pictures of somebody and then just like sell it as an NFT? <laughs> I'm sure we could. I mean, we could draw like an artist rendering of Kev. Yeah, but people are selling other people's artwork without their permission as NFTs. I'm sure we could do whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, you can sell anything anyone will pay for. Sure, yeah. Right? You can get away with anything anyone will let you get away with. Everyone right. will let you get away with. And you think people will let us get away with this? I don't think so. Okay. I think we'll get shut down. We never got a cease and desist from the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. They're relatively bummer. free. Yeah. Just a bummer. I wanted something I could frame. Yeah, I don't think we were... I don't think we figured prominently enough in their lives or musical experience. Do you think we could maybe get us like a letter of congratulations from the Bare Naked Ladies? I, I don't know. Do you want to nice. write them? I did try. I tried to write them for our finale and get them on. And then their fucking manager said like, well, I'll pass this along to this person and they'll be able to more. And then I just never heard back from anybody. That's fair. And they probably listened to one episode of our podcast and they were like, no, this isn't for us. I don't even know if they did that. I know know they know of it because past friend of the show, Kayla, uh, told, you know, texted Ed Mm -hmm. and said, there's two podcasts out there with your name on them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't believe Bernick at ABCs is still doing their thing, right? That man is an internal dynamo. He really, really is. That's way he really cares about BNL. Yeah, we as, any critique you can have of him as a person, his political beliefs. <laughs> is... Hey, be nice to Tracy. <laughs> no, actually, his political beliefs seem pretty on point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm. Uh, are you going to be on that uh, that episode coming up? The Easter episode? What? No. <laughs> Okay. I'm fucking free, man. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> I can I can taste the finish line. I asked me I, to be I, on I an episode. My, I stick my tongue out and I can taste it. It tastes like strawberries. It tastes like banana coins. I know. We're so close. Uh, do you feel like... Here's what I felt like. Right after that new metal part was over, I felt like I wanted some part of the rest of the song to explain why they put... like. 
in song, I wanted them to explain why that part of the song existed. I wanted them to justify that part of the song's existence to me. I felt like that would have helped me like this song more. Yeah, like party rock is in the house tonight. Yeah. They just, uh, you know, they, where they explain what the song is while the song's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I like. Like those <laughs> meta songs that are about the song. I bet you think this song is about you. Oh, that's yeah. a good song. Well, it doesn't, that doesn't explain the song, though. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. You're right. The song has no context in right. itself. Yeah. Like, like you're talking about the monster mash, right? Where they're describing yeah. the dance that is, or the uh, song that is being sung. I'm talking about tribute. Yes. Yeah. Which is describing a song that isn't the song that you're listening to. Correct. Hmm. Are there other songs like that besides monster mash and tribute? I'm sure. There's okay. like 13 versions of the monster mash. Yes. You're right. The climate rap or whatever <laughs> fucking Bobby Boris Pickett is still out there doing. Um, I'm just, I'm fucking delighted that this is our final BNL song. It's so goofy, so strange, so bizarre. I mean, it couldn't have been anything else. Can you imagine yeah. going out on an Ed, like, sad... Or like a, a Kev, a Kev, like, soft Watching mo- the Northern Lights. <laughs> yeah. Or if this, if Man Made Lake were the final track on this album, I would have been like, uh, well, that was nice. That was okay. Yeah. But I this... Mean, yeah, they're just fucking noodling on this song. And there's like, did you like the cartoon sound effects in the beginning? Like, no. There were like a couple little, like wishes and washes it sounded like car- it sounded like a uh, back to king of bedside king- manor wow what it was no. like a bang boom zip but it was like there were definitely some like sound effects I, put in there i need to hear that we need to go I, well i'll put it in right here of course wow interesting um Ev, i gotta know this one had it was intensely slow, perhaps the slowest song in the album, but also the energy that it brought. Yeah. How did this one fare at 1.5? Pretty good. Really? Like, it was kind of frenetic, but like in a real fun way. It definitely doesn't wear out its welcome. Like, Interesting. In, at 1.5 speed. Like it goes, Kev sounds like he's he's rushed. But okay. when Ty comes in, you know, down like animals! Like it gets real, it gets real energetic. I'm sure. It probably too energetic. Well, we'll let the listeners decide. A Seiko drops in. 1.5 speed breakdown, right? Uh, here. No, that was perfect. You're right. That was so perfect. I loved it. Um, they repeatedly described the song as psychedelic. Yeah, I, did. I didn't. I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe. I, I guess I don't really know what. When I hear psychedelic, I think of like the doors mm-hmm. or like I don't think about jazzy or new metal or I, I'm just wondering. I guess what I they... could be. I could. I guess I could be convinced if an argument would made for like planetarium music being kind of psychedelic. Like I that, suppose. Like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Well, it's what is psychedelic? Is it just music to do drugs to? I think it's a type of music that is was popular in the '70s when people were doing a lot of drugs. Because I right. think that, I think that psychedelic music. I mean, you can do drugs to any type of music. But well, I'm just wondering what the like, what what the 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 description of psychedelic music is. It can't be music to do drugs to, can it? No, I think it's a, it has like a color. I, for me, I associate like a color pattern, like a day glow, like day glow. But like but that's the, not music. The, the, I mean, I, I associate a certain, certain type of video from the seventies. Yeah, where it's like lava lamp. I just wonder. Let's see. Um, 
Are they experimenting with sounds and a lot of... Uh... Yeah, psychedelic is an adjective often misused with many acts playing in a variety of styles. To understand what makes music style psychedelic, one should consider three fundamental effects of LSD. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dechronicization, depersonalization, and dynamization. Internal dynamization. dynamization. <laughs> so outside of time, outside of self, and bending that's what dynamism is dynamization so okay i guess does this song make you feel out of time no does this song make you feel out of self for me it did i felt like i was thrown from my body when i started rapping at me i feel i feel like i was uh on the shore of baja california on the sea of cortez on a party boat in the house tonight um and did you feel like things bent around you no. No, I don't think this is psychedelic music. Yeah, it just it just felt like a lot of different styles woven together. Like I got like the you know, you've got the wild sound effects, planetarium stuff, you've got the detective noir, you've got like a like a sort of western guitar riff. Yeah. And then you've got like piano noodling and Yeah, I like speaking of the guitar riff, I love the guitar plucking on the verses. Yeah, it was like good. it sounds really cool. And you know what? I was ready to be like, Ed is great on this. But Ed, in this song, is playing the drums. Yeah. Fucking wild. Everybody's doing something different in That's this song. That's what Kev said. Kev said it, it's, like at the, it's like the end of our um, state floor shows where we all switch instruments. Yeah. I love that. Just cool. I, I, I just This is such a weird song. Um, and it's, it seems like it's more for them than it is for us. And for the first time... I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll allow these artists to have their art. That's fine with me. Oh, well, good. Um, did you listen to the radio edit? No. What's, <laughs> is there a radio edit? There is. For what reason? <laughs> we lose a whole minute of the song. Well, that, that, I mean, there's like a 30-second tail on it. Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, but not in the radio edit. Uh, the radio edit was released on Record Store Day Promo Day. It was, it was a Record Store Day promo LP with... Uh, uh, new Disaster. It was New Disaster and this Internal Dynamo radio edit. Hmm. Um, Why do you think they chose the Internal Dynamo? I have no fucking idea. Hmm. They thought it was, I don't know, interesting or I have no idea. Um, I still don't know why they chose New Disaster. That to me is the weakest single by a fucking mile. The uh, other single is yeah. being Flip and Good Life. Yeah, both Flip and Good Life I'd say were better than New Disaster in my opinion. Yeah. New I enjoyed them more. It just feels so boring i'm talking like a i don't know there's nothing there's there's nothing that catches me about new disaster i don't even remember what new disaster sounded like even though you just sang it to me <laughs> you've already forgotten yeah. well, you block me out most of the time anyway yeah yeah um just flows over me like water uh kev wrote this one when he was in hawaii humble brag oh uh and during uh, quarantine even uh oh i wonder I, I think they started this no you're right it must have been during quarantine Kevin. Ooh, <laughs> Kevin. Um, and he was reading about the moon's internal dynamo for some reason, and he decided he liked the term. The moon. The end. That's what I, I didn't know that, because uh, I, my, for the lyrics, I was like, are they singing about, one, the moon, two, a woman, or three, a drug trip? Like, those are the only three things I could think of. I mean, I think they may be metaphorically talking about the moon and a woman, mm. right? She is an internal dynamo. But it's very obvious Wait, that- how does the moon have an internal dynamo? I- it doesn't spin. It's t it's it's locked. I don't know. It faces us. I don't know. We don't see that. There's a dark side. It doesn't spin at all. Well, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know. Stop asking me. I'll look. Maybe the moon lost its internal dynamo. Maybe do you think Kevin's just making this up? No. Moon lost its magnetic field after its internal dynamo shut down one billion years ago. But that news came out in 2020. So that's probably what he was reading about. And then he that was the like, the moon just doesn't have a doesn't have one. dynamo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because but it's very obvious that he doesn't understand what an internal dynamo is. So he just read the phrase, thought it was cool, cool. and yeah. then wrote a song. <laughs> So like he got pulled over on a Hawaiian street by a cop who gave him a ticket. <laughs> Name Yoko. Yeah. Name's Dynamo. Name Dynamo. Dyna. Um, yeah. Jim is fucking unhinged on the behind the scenes. He's trying to like scat the baseline, but also so he's like <laughs> like he's doing two different it fucking rules. Jim is so wild. Um, yeah, man, that's like I don't know. This song was fucking weird. I think the lyrics were straight up bad obviously right i mean the lyrics don't make it they, that's not the point not, yeah exactly yeah i don't i'm not gonna judge the song it's lyrics someone's in the kitchen with dynamo though is a incredibly <laughs> bad and cringy lyric right it's just stupid it sounds like uh, tyler was just saying whatever he whatever popped into his head i don't think he wrote anything yeah do you <laughs> He's a, they're like, okay, improvise a little bit. And he's like, Dinah, Dynamo, Dumb's in the kitchen with Dynamo, Dynamo Dash. (laughs) Dynamo money, Dynamo problems. Dynamo pizza, (laughs) Dynamo's pizza. Avoid the noise. We're there, okay. Um, Dynamo, oh me, oh my, (laughs) is another quote that I wrote down from this song. I don't know. Yeah, obviously the lyrics are not the uh, the important part. But man, you know what? Kev's delivery of the lyrics, he goes so low on this song. Like, he, he has some range. My dude's got range, Kev Bo Devbo. He can make it. He can he, make it work. He can get it. Can Kev, it Kev can get it. did you have to say about this song uh, really that much i mean it's like i said there are what eight line actual lines to it or 10 or when i first i saw it was a five minute song <laughs> and i saw how many lyrics were i was like oh this is <laughs> not good oh. but it turned out okay in the end turned out okay caught in a tractor beam all through the night that is the only part when i thought maybe kev knows what an internal dynamo <laughs> maybe he's sort of getting there but yeah, yeah i mean the the moon's up there yeah Gravitic field. Gravitic? Gravitic. Did you make that word up? No, I think that's a real word. Okay. I'm not going to check you because I believe you because you're my friend and I love you. <laughs> um, I, uh, I had a YouTube comment of the week. Oh, Sakers. Last, 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 last YouTube comment of the week. My YouTube comment of the week. Try data company. <laughs> Try data. <laughs> I wish. Uh, two months ago uh, from someone named... Sees Richard. Oh, Sees Richard. He's coming back for our lo- one last little lick of us. Let me tell you that his icon on YouTube is the mask, except it's flesh toned. So it's just <laughs> this dude with like a horrifying face. Oh, Sees. Um, Sees wrote, I'm going to miss you, bud. I'm going to miss him too. But we still have more episodes. We still have more Sees in the future. 
He wrote, this is very different from the normal It's All Been Done, a bare naked ladies podcast content. They are singing? There are more of them? Has there been music all along and not just the stories from my friends? Very confusing and interesting. I cannot wait to listen to this new podcast. <laughs> so I think C's just discovered just discovered <laughs> that it's a band. <laughs> he thought it was just... Or maybe he, like Billy Pilgrim, he's not... This is the first time he's ever heard our podcast and the Brannigan Ladies, and now he's jumping around in time, ah. which would explain a lot about, I think, the way C's operates. Um, yeah, he seems like someone who, like a Benjamin Button, where he lives his life backwards. He is a real Benji Butt. Yeah. A little BB. A little BB. Oh, and then Daniel also. Daniel Blake said hi to me. Hi, Daniel. Temporal Dynamo. Dynamo. He makes me feel dechronologicized. Yeah. <laughs> That's psychedelic. Um, at both, we don't have anything else to say about this song. Can you tell me what game show this song was like? Last game show wow. is the most popular game show in Japan. Longest running game show in Japan. Got it. Do you? Yes, it is. Of course, documental. <laughs> a game show where comedians try to make each other laugh by shoving curry-shaped erasers up their foreskin. You get spin around. You get sp- you're in a you're in a dynamo. You're spinning around. You get thing blown at you. You get uh, mist blown in your face. Internal Dynamo. It's, it's of course Time Shock. Time Shock. You never heard of Time Shock? Never heard of it. It was something that when I was over in Japan, it was something that I watched because um, I don't want to say it's easy to understand, but it's easy to understand because all the questions are sort of, they're not like, okay, well, the, the show is, uh, it started in 1969, ran to ni- 1969 to 1986. Uh-huh. Uh, it had 888 episodes. Wow. And then it ran from, uh, I think, 92 to 96, and then from 2000 to 2002. And then the one I saw was Super Time Shock, which ran from 2008 to 2012. And they've also done various um, specials over the course Jesus. of the thing. Jesus, okay. So um, basically, you are put in a uh, gyroscope okay. chair, and then you are lifted up probably 20 feet off the ground okay and uh to the top of a giant clock by an <laughs> elevator chair what the fuck and then you are interviewed a little bit uh-huh. and then you select a packet of questions and you have uh there are 12 questions and you have 60 seconds to answer them and uh do they you, spin you around if you get one of the questions wrong uh-huh. they spin you around okay and you have to keep answering the questions oh my god so um yeah you can interrupt the announcer to give your answer um and uh the answers uh, uh, offer increasing amounts of money, ranging from a uh, thousand yen to a million yen, so about nine dollars to nine thousand dollars. Okay. Um, it, and if you're correct, you uh, basically get them all. And if you get the wrong answer, it spins rapidly and jets of dry ice shoot at you. Jesus! You, like, doesn't that burn? No, it's just the the, the mist oh, from the, the dry smoke. ice. Okay. Yeah, they don't shoot pebbles of dry <laughs> okay. ice at you. And uh, yeah, and if you you forfeit all your money and you get like a, a doll or something to go home with. But oh, the sweet. one I saw was hosted by. Um, Steve Harvey, weirdly. No, uh, <laughs> Takeshi Kaga. Uh-huh. So uh, Shigikatsu Katsuda, I think is his actual name. So he's the chairman Kaga from the Japanese Iron Chef. Oh, really? Yeah. Time shock. Oh my gosh, that rules. Yeah. Okay. So they, um, yeah, they have different versions of the show. Some of them were contested. Like the, a lot of the questions are like math questions. Okay. Like, because you have to answer these questions quick. So it's like. $3,200 minus $14. Okay. And you're like, you have to like come out with it. Or um, they're like visual puzzles, like they uh, like a Rubik's Cube. Or um, there's one where uh, you have to guess 
there's like a, a karate guy on stage and he's kicking this like block of clay uh, into a shape and you have uh-huh. to guess what he's trying to kick it into <laughs> weird so it's okay. all over the place you know or spot the differences between the two pictures you have like yeah so there's different rounds um but yeah that's the the show that i remember from time shock time shock and it's obviously this song internal dynamo because the questions aren't there's no rhyme or reason to the questions. They okay. Can be literally anything from like geography to math questions to visual space questions. And uh, obviously, Kev saw this and not being able to understand Japanese was like, Dynamo. Okay. <laughs> and Tyler's like, I like it when they spin. Uh-huh. When they were on uh, yeah. tour in Japan. And I, can ima- I can imagine. I bet they've been to Japan, haven't they? You think so? Probably not during quarantine. I doubt it. But he, I mean, I bet Kev like puts Japanese television on just to relax. That sounds right, actually. Yeah, just these shows that scream at him. He doesn't understand any of them. Yeah, yeah that's, that that's sounds most right. of his day to day. Actually, he's probably um, his therapist wants him to desensitize himself to sure. people yelling at him in foreign languages. That makes sense. So he watches. <laughs> it happens so much. <laughs> he watches, so he watches uh, like, listen, I understand, um, Kev, that you're you're easily uh, hurt. <laughs> and you have to know that about yourself and you have to desensitize yourself because the world's not going to do it for you. Yeah. I mean, you, you get a ticket from a cop and you write a whole song about it. That's fine. You get woken up in the morning, you write a whole song about it. That's fine. But we can't just write a song about everything, Kev, because <laughs> then you'll just be writing songs the rest of your life. And you don't want to spend the rest of your life hiding away in a studio. You want to get out there. So you got to get screamed at. And you got to get screamed at by people who you don't know what they're saying. Jesus. So it, it helps him dissociate. Sure. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So he saw it and then Ty came to his house one yeah. day. And and I imagine when Ty does like the breakdown for his part, I imagine Ty strapping himself into a fucking gyroscope and just spinning around like, almost going certainly. Down dynamo, yes. dynamo, I'm in a dynamo. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. So that's, is that the, the whole sort of long and short of it is that there's no rhyme or reason and it spins you around and you don't know which way is up anymore. Right. And just like this song, Kev obviously doesn't know what's going on or anything about time shock. Absolutely. And so he decided to, uh, you know, just extemporize just like he, he didn't understand really the, how the moon worked. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So he saw, he saw a bits and pieces and he decided to do something with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Who knows how artists brains work? He's truly a genius. Uh-huh. You should listen to these piano improvisations. I am. They're good as hell. Um, I'm listening right now. Are you? Yeah. Do you have an earpiece that I haven't seen? Uh, my have f- you been getting fed all your lines for this <laughs> podcast by C's Richards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's holding his ear, listeners. Waiting for his cue. No. Okay, very good. And he's biting the cyanide capsule in his mouth. He's been he's been made. Um so how do we think... That's it, then. We're done. No specific lyrics. No no one's in the kitchen with Dynamo. <laughs> how do we think Joe Camel would do at uh, Game Time Shock? I think... Well, he doesn't speak Japanese. Right. So he would get to the top of the chair. They'd ask him a bunch of questions. And he would, again, like like with his um, Dorimi Dor- Market. He, right. He's been in Japan for a little bit. So he's, he's, got, he's got some conversational... He's got some uh, witty repartee there. Right. So he probably loses almost immediately and gets spun around and get pisses him off oh for because sure it takes him back to world war ii where he was flying a jet <laughs> for the french foreign leech so he has flashbacks yeah, probably fucking PTSD. i've got the horse okay sure so what does he do does he have a gun on get him? me out of here okay. <laughs> rips, rips out of the the thing and everyone's freaking out and he just rampages around the studio i imagine wow so he loses yeah <laughs> oh, he loses shocked. quick Okay, he gets, interesting. He, he gets uh, banned. From, he's not allowed back in Japan. Wow, he gets banned from. Do they ever show the episode? Ooh, I, do, I bet they don't. But I bet there's like can, there's like 
you know, like phone, cell phone footage yeah. of, of him. Joe Camel's flip out. It is the legendary. And that's why they have. That's why um, Camel cigarettes have to distance himself from him because he wow. really hurts a bunch of kids. Do you think camels exist in Japan? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like the animals or the no the cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Really? I don't know if they're a global company. Just type in Japanese camel, you'll see. <laughs> I think this is some porn that you want me to. This has been your long time. The whole Japanese time. camel sinking. Okay, great. In Japanese camel jello. jello. <laughs> Japanese uh, okay. camel NSFW. <laughs> uh, it autofilled Japanese camellia. I didn't want that. Japanese camel cigarette. Aha. Now we're on to something. Uh, let's see. Listeners, we have those tasty mini menthol. Sure do. They exist. They exist. Good. Cool. Love it. 400 yen a pack. That's pretty cheap. Oh, Nick the Smoker. He reviews Camel Filthy. Can you imagine reviewing cigarettes on YouTube? Well, yeah, I can imagine that. But that's true. Didn't we? There's one dude who like comments on every BNL video who reviews dip. Do you remember him? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that guy. I mean, yeah, he looks like he found a place for himself. Yeah. That's such a bummer, though. Nick the Smoker. Nick the Smoker. Okay, so uh, what was our... How do we fucking... That's like a guy who reviews like bourbon, but like drinks the entire bottle on camera oh jesus christ he only reviews it a bottle at a time there's got to be um what are those called again when you eat a bunch of food oh the uh whatever it's called small there's, mouth yeah hate small him. mouth hating him uh there's got to be mukbang. those for, for mukbang. mukbang there's got to be alcohol mukbangs right yeah sure i think that that's real dangerous though oh for sure yeah absolutely but people would 100 percent tune in and watch it right i mean i guess we did one yeah. with our power hour that was an alcohol mukbang i guess all things considered i don't know if i've ever felt worse than i felt that day <laughs> what a nightmare um so how do we wrap this up i can't remember so the the one that joe camel wins best was fear factor Fear factor and so now who would win Fear Factor better? Keeper on the Technodrome. <laughs> okay. Is that what's going on? So, is it a three-way battle, or is the Technodrome simply the stage? So, who would do best on Fear Factor? Joe Camel, the Crypt Keeper, or the Technodrome? The technodrome. <laughs> I mean, the Technodrome. Yeah. It was just coming in for the victory <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> There's really no question the Technodrome wins all of these, right? Well, I don't think I think the Technodrome. If if it had been like an actual like quiz show, I don't think the Technodrome has like an intelligence. Does sure, it? but it was fear. Well, fear fact, the Technodrome can't eat uh um uh years old sardine. Sure, you can. You just throw it. You just uh, the hatch open. They throw it inside. <laughs> is that eating? He's a robot. Is I mean, isn't it? Damn, dude, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, what is eating if not opening your hatch and throwing something inside of it? Processing nutrients. Okay, so you just throw it into his engine. He can't taste it. Well, though. then he fucks up and dies, right? Once no, because he... engine's like a nuclear thing. It'll, melt, it'll just kill whoever did it because they have to open up the radiation <laughs> shielding and then the, it'll it melted. You don't think the Technodrome runs on diesel? Who? No, I think the Technodrome, like, I bet there's like a... Down there underground. Transwarp capacitor or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Some internal dynamo. Yeah. Oh, uh, energy combustion. Go. Yeah. So. Uh, so is it Fear Factor? Is that, I mean, because Technodrome wins. Yeah, I guess. So we're saying the best Bare Naked Ladies album is Silverball. It's basically what we're trying to get to the bottom of here. Well, I mean, the best ba Bare Naked uh, album mascot. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Who has more appeal, I guess? But the Technodrome can't, it couldn't, like, it couldn't ride like a jet ski. 
So maybe it doesn't do that well on Fear Factor. It couldn't climb like a, a Well, what's a the tower. challenge? To, I mean, because it could just drive into a lake and come out the other side. Right, but you have to like do something, right? You have to like hang from a helicopter or something and they couldn't lift the Technodrome or, yeah. you know, like, so I don't think it would do as well as we think. And it couldn't, you know, it, it would do fine on the eating challenges, like the gross out challenges. Yeah. It would do fine. Like the physical challenges. And I bet Joe Camel would do really good too. I mean, he just, he'll just shoot that stuff down. He has no taste buds left. He, all he tastes is menthol. I mean, the Crypt Keeper, as soon as you try to strap him to a helicopter, his arm falls off. <laughs> yeah, Crypt Keeper He's going to fucking fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Technodrome fails on the physical challenges. The Crypt Keeper fails on the physical challenges. But Joe Camel, I think, does fine on both. Yeah, I think that he beats the Technodrome. Joe Camel. Okay, so <laughs> so this album has the best mascot, Detour de Force. Yeah. I mean, isn't Joe Camel last last album's mascot, though? We're current. Oh shit! Yeah, wait. You're right. Fake he, nudes. Fake nudes. He's a fake nudes that's mascot. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Cool. So fake nudes. You are the best. <laughs> My ratings next week will certainly have something to say about that. Um, but certainly the best mascot. Great. Uh, we always knew it was Joe Campbell. Wow! I can't believe we're done. We're done with Joey. We're done with Fear Factor. We're done with. The Crypt Keeper. Well, I guess is Fear Factor the best? Because Fear Factor would be the mascot for this album. Yeah, right. So they're all playing in Fear Factor's game. So is Fear Factor the secret, like, shadow broker? Is he? Is it the manipulator? Is Joe? Is is, is has been Joe Rogan all along? Joe Rogan. Joe Camel. <laughs> oh my God! The next BML. Both of, okay, both of them are ripped. Sure. Both of them have a large following of people who you know might not be the best people. Sure. They both lie. Right about something that is potentially deadly deadly yeah Yeah. okay wow dude yeah that's huge is joe rogan craying is joe i've never seen joe rogan and joe campbell i've never seen joe rogan's brain shit that's true i've been told he doesn't have one wow is craying joe rogan's brain is craying joe rogan's brain I can't think of a better sentence to encapsulate as we approach the end of this podcast. So I think that, yeah, I think that we've been coming at this the wrong way. What way should we have come at it? I think like, like Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Joe Camel is a tripartite entity. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a tripartite entity. It's Krang, Joe Rogan, and Joe Camel all together. Wait, Joe Rogan is part of the Joe Rogan entity? (laughs) Joe Rogan, Joe Camel, Krang. So yes, is what you're saying. Yeah, like Jesus is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. No, the little, little boy. No, that's Christianity. Yeah. Christianity is made of those three things. Right. Jesus isn't made of those three things. Is Jesus, he? Jesus is the three things. He exists as a spirit. He exists as a person and he exists as something. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Yeah. Because he's also God. Oh. Jesus is God. Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is also a spirit. Jesus is God's son. But he's also God. I don't know anything about It's the Council of Nicaea, man. You just got to get those Aryan heretics out of here. Yell that by our fans for not knowing about Jesus. I don't think, I think if our fans cared about Jesus, they're not <laughs> listening anymore. Yeah, that's they, probably they, true. They stopped listening a long time ago. Uh, wow. Okay. So we've uncovered a conspiracy. Yes. That run, that I think we need to have a special episode just devoted to our Jospiracy that we come <laughs> up with in the future here. We just talk about our favorite Joes. Maybe that's an episode. Okay. Yeah, Joe Para. <laughs> I love Joe Para. Yeah. Uh, funny joke. Is that a Joe? Uh, no. Okay. All right, Ev. I think it's about time to rate this song. As usual, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song has on, the worse. The fewer, the better. As usual, we start with you, Ev. What's your rating for this song? I've only done psychedelic drugs maybe once in my life. 
was a psilocybin. And I still remember it being a relatively good experience. It's a mushroom? It's yeah, it's it was like in little cakes or something. It was just the chemical from the mushroom. Okay. And it just it was just mild visual hallucinations, not uh no like mental stuff, which I was fine with. You right. Know, I'd rather just see weird things than, you know, feel like I was transported to the Sea of Cortez on a sure. party boat with my best my best friend <laughs> Tyler, who is also a noir detective <laughs> and uh, a really plays a Western guitar. Right. And uh, there's sound effects always going off. But um I do decide to take uh, LSD or okay. something like that, uh, acid. Or, Why? Because um, I feel like I've never dissociated. <laughs> and I feel like... You're too present. Yeah, I feel like I've existed... Ever, ever since I've been here, I've existed at every moment fully. Hey, bud, get a cell phone. You'll dissociate so... You will not be here anymore. I know, I know. I, don't, so I never nice. want to do. I never want to do that. Um, All right, fair enough. Yeah, I try to be present in the places that I'm at. Um, that's fair and play little games with myself oh okay to keep my to, to you know like if i'm sitting in a waiting room because I, I have a cell phone but i don't have one that that has a i can't interact with it right. other than to call people into text which is what i want like i have like a, have like a jitterbug basically yeah, yeah. they keep trying to market me ones with bigger buttons <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah i could use bigger buttons <laughs> oh why not i could use bigger buttons <laughs> a little flip phone but yeah and i so i like uh i'll like look around and see if i can notice something i've never noticed about the place before and it's fun it's just to be sort of present in the area but here's the other and thing to be bored is you hate your son I love my son. Well, no, you don't. And I think the reason that you hate your son is because you have to spend so much time being present with him. Like you said to him yesterday, I've been playing games with you since 7 (laughs) a.m., right? I was up with my son for most of the day as well, but I was also not there. I was with your son as much as you were yesterday. That is a (laughs) flat out lie. You were with with my son for an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, which is as much as you do, bad dad. If you're, not, if you're on your phone, you're not really with your son. Whoa. I'm still talking to him, but I'm also playing Quartal. You know, I'm getting those four words at once. That's fun to me. We're both having fun. And we're both, you know what? It's parallel play, me and my son. That's, that's the good stuff. <laughs> that's the good stuff. All right, sorry, keep going. So I've taken my I've taken my LSD. You, t- so you take your mushrooms to I, leave the world. I take my mushrooms to leave this world behind because I want to experience. Oh no, actually, I've done salvia too, which was a nightmare. Oh, Jesus, yeah, that I was an absolute that was an absolute nightmare. I hated that one. Sure, I felt like I was in hell. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> my soul was getting sucked into hell <laughs> both times. I'm you like, did it twice. I did twice because I did the first time and I was like, oh my god, that was horrible. I can't. Jesus. Im- okay, this time I'm gonna like bear down and I'm gonna like muscle through it. No, no, it also took, it took me <laughs> down to hell again. I hate this. You're so dumb. Um, okay <laughs> yeah it was really stupid it was really stupid so yeah i i've done that i've taken i've taken way too much lsd i'm on a terrible trip okay and uh i'm like i i wake up who are you with are you uh, alone i'm alone because wow. i don't want anyone to see me like this bad bad <laughs> yeah, bad i've done I've, everything wrong okay. everything wrong i'm alone but i'm also like i have an easily accessible route to a public place okay great so i, I do it in a like my car next to a children's playground <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. you wander around. I wander around. So I wake up on the sex offender registry <laughs> because I've taken off my pants. Sure. But I've got a. Uh, I've got my. Um, I've got like I do it in my my work outfit for uh-huh. some reason. I'm doing it after work because I just can't handle being present at work anymore. Sure. So I just go into the osu uh parking lot next to the stadium the big stadium during an osu game oh nice okay and i just do a bunch of mushrooms sure and i use my uh staff season tickets to get in you have staff season tickets they try to sell them to us yeah oh sure yeah, i don't i'm not gonna buy of them not. i don't like the i don't like the footballs but you know i see a lot of people who do they steal my parking oh man don't like them bummer 
But yeah, so I'm angry at them now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I go in there and uh, I tackle Brutus Buckeye right on the 50-yard line in my, no pants, take his head, put it on my head. So that's my rating for the song. I got the big old fucking Buckeye head. I got um, your work shirt. My work shirt. My work shirt half buttoned. Underneath is an undershirt. Well, actually, I just wear a regular shirt underneath. So I've got the shirt I'm wearing now, which is a I think you should leave shirt with uh, bones. Are there money? Yes, it's very. So good. are the worms and uh, uh, no pants. Okay. Wow. No underwear. Yeah, I take it all off. Wow. Shoe socks. Um. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be wearing shoes to begin with. Well, you came from work. I take them off as soon as I get in the car. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah I right. wear. I don't wear shoes. This is very important to me, though. Socks or no socks. Oh, hell no. I hate socks. Socks okay. are the worst part. All right, man. I'm just asking. What the hell's wrong with you? I, I take my glasses off, too, if you want to know. <laughs> I take out all my fillings. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, Saker. Uh, by the way, I didn't know if you noticed, but I got one of my fillings replaced last week with a, a tooth-colored filling. Are you serious? So one of my silver fillings, and you didn't even mention I'm it. I'm so sorry. You talked to me for like three, four hours that last night. really Got shitty. to see inside of my mouth. Yeah, see, you know... The stuff you did, like the Centaur World uh, incident was hurtful, but like just, you know, not noticing something. Right. That's <laughs> that a big deal. Something so big. I'm so sorry, man. I love you and value you <laughs> and respect you. And I'm sorry that I made you feel less than. You know what I mean? Speaking of less than, what's your rating? My rating is less clothes than you, I think. Um, when you're born. When you're born, born. in Jerome. Oh, I love that song. That's on my list for sure. They give you a bodysuit because this is the year, of course. <laughs> the year is 3096. Um, and this bodysuit grows with you mm-hmm. as you grow. Does right? it cover everything? Like, do you poop in it? It's, yeah, from the top of your neck to the bottom of your feet. You poop in it and it uh, cycles it in and, like, rejuvenates your body. It's like, like a still suit. Yeah, because it's a still suit. Because, like, you know, having your body be a closed cycle is really healthy for you. It's great. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it, it flushes things when it needs to. Um, so you just it, leave dirty footprints everywhere, and it's it's <laughs> like a mix of feces and sweat. And, I can uh, turn that part dead skin. Yeah, on and off. So when I'm outside, I leave those shitty, dirty footprints. But <laughs> and everyone does. Every yeah, absolutely. So you're walking they in do. like a a centimeter of filth. Yeah, but it's okay because you got the suit. And the suit, <laughs> suit will protect you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm 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 in the suit when I'm born, and the suit grows with me. And what color is it? Oh, purple, but it has like a white ringer. Is everybody's purple, or yeah. do you get like a? No, like, it's the future. Everyone is equal. Okay. No one has to worry about status, or yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's a utopian uh, sort of utopia. <laughs> Did people describe utopias as utopian? Yeah. yeah okay, that's cool. The, that's the word they use. Um, so uh, I'm you know just living my life. When I turn like about pistopia, am I right? Interesting. I don't even know what piss is. I just let my body go. I've never learned what pooper pee is. How do you have sex? What is that? Okay. Yeah, now we're... So you guys is are all, it a utopia? Yeah, so you guys are all grown in like test tubes? No, we have lives. Wait, what? No, you're like... When, when you, the babies are oh, all grown in like all t- tubes. I don't know where... I've never actually thought about where babies come from. Okay. I just know that... You know, sometimes they're delivered to us. We are. <laughs> you get one. You can apply to have you one. You can apply to have one if you feel like it is necessary. Um, Which I think would be a, a good a good thing for society as a whole. An application process? Yeah, just not People like couldn't it. have babies unless they applied? Yeah, just you have to, you have to, it, and there's no um, barrier to entry. You just have to fill out a form. It just has to be logged. So you have to show intentionality. So the opposite of birth control is birth intentionality. Yeah, well, I mean, you're Everyone has birth control. It, de, you're facto. Just, you're just de facto and then you just uncheck the box sure, and yeah. then you can have a baby sure, sure. which i think would be helpful like you just 
you have it's fully choice. Yeah, no accidents. Yeah, I think there are still some people who shouldn't have babies that will. Yeah, but, but no that's, their, that's their choice. Yes. right. I don't want to take. I don't want to take the ability to have children away from anyone because that's a. I think that's a fundamental human right. Of course. Yes, you are. Yeah, all about fundamental human rights. I think if, so. If I've learned anything yeah. about you, unlike your society podcast. of the future. Yeah. So in my society of the future, uh, when I turn twenty-five, um, of course we find out what's beyond the dome. Uh, as uh, we are hit with a nuclear attack, uh, the dome breaks. Our society is ravaged. Uh, and then for the next um, 50 years of my life, uh, I keep my still suit on. But as I'm trudging through the wilderness, the nuclear wasteland, I think more and more of it, parts of it get ripped off by wolves and by, uh, you know, the wind and the rain. <laughs> the wind. <and laughs> they rip pieces blows off. It right oh, off. man, this is the future when climate change has made the wind able to blow shit right off your yeah. body. Um, that was what the dome was good it's for. The splinter wind. It whips up a big... Uh maelstrom of glass shards bruv you know it is that a warhammer no i just made it up oh okay made it up just now for you i think it's a warhammer it's just a it's a, like a t- giant tumbleweed of monomolecular wire jesus that just christ <laughs> just cubes from you the, from the wire wars it just resident evils you yeah um and uh that by the end i just have you know scraps across my torso and uh, my legs la- la- the laser storms where like a, a dj booth break <laughs> <laughs> They always are accompanied by <laughs> Skrillex fucking music. Uh, but you know I what? imagine Skrillex going through or like Dead Mouse on like a giant spider droid, and it's just uh, oh for sure, just the uh, lasers are shooting down, Darth Maul sc- scouring the uh, yeah dude. environment, leaves yeah. nothing behind but uh, a patch of destruction. Um, and that's an apt metaphor for this podcast. When we were born, we were babies. You know, we didn't know what was when coming. When we were born, we were babies. That's correct. And then the dome was taken down when steve left and we've been walking through the elements ever since and you know what i think we're finally to a place where we're happy you know we've made it to the next utopian utopia when there was one set of footprints on the beach that was where everyone walked in single file that's right very good (laughs) because we were always with they were always with us and we'll be right back with more it's all been done a barenaked ladies podcast Hey, if what kind of you're a guy who has a lot of hobbies? You're a hobby boy, right? I guess you got you got hobbies. I play video games. I rap. I do a podcast. I do two podcasts. Yeah, so I the Tales of the Void Fair. You game. I game. I do you bunch board, of TTRPG. You, yeah, you you board game. I do board games. Uh, you used to LARP. I used to. I snowboard. I you snowboard all the time. Oh, you're snowboarding right now. <laughs> are, we, are we on a mountain? <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. I get no a lot wonder of you greeted me in those uh, ski boots, <laughs> clonking on your house. What kind of hobby do you think you'll get into when you're old? You said that you pre-write these. There's no way you pre-wrote a question that boring. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you? I want to see. Old person <laughs> hobby. I'm sorry if I've ever made you feel. <laughs> now you're just making a joke out of apologizing to me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Evan, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm truly sorry. You know, it just, I see in your eyes and your, the fact that you're trying to hold in a laugh that you don't mean it. I wasn't, I was about All to. Right, that's fine, Saker. I was about to shit. I have to hold it in. I was accept, I accept your half-hearted apology that's actually a joke and a takedown. When I'm old, I think the hobby that I'm going to get into, dentistry. Self auto just, auto dentistry. Yeah, it's sort of amateur auto dentistry. You set up the the mirrors around your mouth and you just kind of. Do you think that would be fun? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So you like you're like doing 
sur dental surgery or just like cleaning your teeth? I mean, certainly cleaning daily. Yeah. I would <laughs> be scraping those bad boys daily. Um, but I think if necessary, which will, will be necessary because of the daily cleanings, I would do a lot of dental surgery. So are you giving yourself like the laughing gas and then you just like go to town on your mouth? Yeah, half awake sort of. Do you have an assistant, like a hygienist that assists you? I mean, maybe my son will be old enough by then to help me out or at least try to I stop me. I have like a trained monkey. That's not a bad idea. Gwendolyn. <laughs> Gwendolyn. <laughs> Gwendolyn, my trained monkey, will help me. Yeah, she'll pull my little teepees with the pliers when I'm under the laughing gas. It's like a, yeah, it's like going in to get your tires rotated. You'll just sit down in your chair, give yourself some laughing gas, and replace all your teeth. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> little monkeys replaced by teeth. And you me. said this question was boring. You're right. It's not boring. It's actually very good. Uh, and what old person hobby are you gonna get into? Hmm. I like, I feel like there's a couple different kinds of kinds of ways you can take old person hobby. You can get into like hobbies that are old person hobbies to begin with, like mahjong right. or like pickleball yeah. or like QAnon. Um, right. So I feel like you you strike me as a uh, um, a fondant cake old man. Oh, somebody who's gonna <laughs> like do really like absurd sugar art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can get on like uh, my favorite uh, Halloween Wars episodes that we watch with my son. There you go. You're a sweetie boy. If, if I know one thing about you, <laughs> you're a sweetie boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I'm gonna get into uh, handing out candy to kids. Wow, that's a fun one. Because you know, like, I feel like people who hand out candy to kids get a bad rap. Just Are an you, adult man. An old man comes up and gives you a piece, like a Werther's original. Just not on Halloween. Your, put, no, yeah, not on Halloween. Just a, just puts a little little hard candy in your sweaty little palm on the playground. Sure. You know, that's fine. That's fun. That's fine. That's fun. Yeah. Do you make eye go, contact? Go ahead. Ruin your dinner. Okay. All right. So you do say something to them. Yeah. And I say something while I'm making eye contact with the parents, too, like daring them to get involved. Yes. That's good. Okay. Interesting. Um, do you think you would be arrested? I think he'd be kicked out of parks. I think I'd be kicked out of parks. I'd be, I think after, eventually, I think I would be asked to, like, I don't think I'd be on the sex offender registry, but, like, no. I would definitely be, like, somebody who... You'd be persona non grata. Yeah, I think, like, the, the parks service, like, whoever deals with the playgrounds would have, like, a, have my picture in their little, you know, office or whatever. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Is that the kind of life you want for yourself? Hmm. No. How about... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I turned you away from a life of, uh... Yeah, okay. how about, uh, like... Design. How about it? What kind of design? Graphic design? Playground design. Oh, you're going to be an architect. No, I don't think you need to be an architect to design playgrounds. I think anyone can design a playground. It's just a bunch of hoops. Yeah, all you have to do is buy the shit. Yeah. You've you just designed need, a playground. Yeah, you just metal tubes sticking yeah. together. They're all modular nowadays. Like, I, I've noticed a lot of the playgrounds around Columbus are like the same playground, just kind of plopped in different places. Right. But yeah, they've got some weird stuff, um, like spinny stuff. I miss the merry-go-rounds, even though those were like apparently the deadliest thing. They oh, kill, for sure. They kill hundreds of Fly kids. Fly off that shit so fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Break arms and, you know, cut a kid's head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Cut a kid's head off? I kind of miss the playgrounds of our youth, like the dangerous stuff with like broken slides and... What else was dangerous besides for the, the... The really high slides with the metal that would get super hot. Yeah, dude. Or like the metal, um, we used to call them monkey bars, but now they're called horizontal ladders. Why are they not called monkey bars? Because the negative connotations of the word monkey with, you know, African-American children playing wow. on bars. Yeah. Okay, sure, I mean, sure, sure. I, I buy that. Yeah, I can I, see that. I've, I've never thought about it called monkeys either. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if it's hurtful. Horizontal ladders. Yeah. Interesting. You take a vertical ladder to get to the horizontal ladder. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. I understand the change. I don't. I think they could have come up with a more fun name than horizontal ladder, mm -hmm. right? Like monkey bar at least has this like 
fun association of like, so the playground I'm gonna do is like a regular playground, but like, it's constantly buzzing. <laughs> like it's- Everything vibrates, vibrates just a little. little bit. So you can't, you can't really sit on it or lay on it. It's like, you know, you put those uh, like spikes on benches so that homeless people can't sleep on them. It's like that. Like kids can play on it, but they can't play on it too long or like their, their teeth will shake loose. It is vibrating at such a frequency that it's also making a horrible noise <laughs> that we can't hear. Yeah. But our kids, kids can. can yeah. They want Don't to take me to the playground. <laughs> We can go to the playground for 10 minutes and then they'll want to leave after that. That's good. Yeah. Okay, let's come up with, let's, let's, let's workshop some new games for a horizontal ladder. New names? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I want to go back to, I want to, I want to touch back on that. Okay, sure. How about, uh, um, centipede. <laughs> <laughs> centipede run. What in your brain or? <laughs> Uh, centipede run is not bad. I don't. don't no, no, no bad ideas. There's no bad ideas. We're throwing spaghetti against the wall. Oh, spaghetti bars. Now there we have something. <laughs> they're just like they're like monkey bars, but they're they're kind of soft, a little jelloy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they like when you grab them, they kind of you can pull them down. Yeah, a little pliable. I like uh, that. Yeah. Um, what if we call them squeeze and flings? <laughs> squeeze and flings. I feel like that's an idea for some other thing. Uh, okay. Okay. Like, maybe a. So a squeeze and fling is something is like. Is that like a catapult? I feel like it's a catapult. Okay. Yeah, okay, so a it's trebuchet a, of some sort. It's like one of those ones where, um, yeah, you, the kid gets on one and then another kid jumps on the other side. Oh, we'll see. And then it s swings him into some sort of some sort of soft uh, impact. I zone. love that. Okay, cool. Um, sure. So the the horizontal ladder is not a squeezing thing. No. So we need more ideas for horizontal ladder. What if we like? What if we get funding? Like Denny's presents. Horizon. Zero Dialysis effect. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. There we go. We got Denny's presents Horizon. Horizon. What the fuck was it? Zero. Zero effects. Zero Dark Thirty. Coriolis effect. Zero dark colon. Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Colon. Denny's presents. Who's got the gold? Uh, okay, so that's the new name for the horizontal ladder. I'm kind of into it. Um, boy, do you know who else needs a name change? It's all been done on Barry's podcast. Yeah. Here's who needs a name change. That's going to be, of course, Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting. They went down already. Should be Sugar We Went Down Podcasting. That's because they stopped their show. It was a show about Fallout Boy. They were trying to cover all of the Fallout Boy songs at random. No chronological order, no alphabetical order. Just hit shuffle and here's a song. It's over. <laughs> You can listen to it if you want, but there's no need. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Come on, guys. Get out of Get out of here. Oh, I have Bo. We're back. Now here we're gonna we spin Vince Weeble. Hey, I'm. I truly am sorry if I upset you yesterday or today at any point. I can't take you seriously now. I, I am. I really am. Okay. I don't want. I don't ever want to upset you. You're a. You're a. Sometimes. A, sometimes you're gonna upset me. That's just how friendships. That's work. just how friendships work. We grow. I could tell at some point with Jared and I kept telling you to bing things last night that you were getting upset. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right. This one's stupid. We just did it. Let's do one. Here we go. Roman <gasps> was convicted. Who should cover this song? <laughs> Could this song be covered? Uh, I think it has to. Well, you know what? Here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see two different bands collaborate to do this song. Wait a second. 
What if three different bands <laughs> collaborated? <laughs> Wait, Wait a, a second. second. No, Black, Black Margaritas. margaritas. <laughs> okay. Who was that again? Johnny Cash, Cash Gwen Stefani, and Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. <laughs> yes. So who would cover which part? Jimmy Buffett would do the Kev parts. Yeah, I think Jimmy Buffett could do. I think Jimmy Buffett and um, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah, and then Gwen Stefani would do the kick the, kick the wall down. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. She's got energy. Yeah. Cool. We did it. Let's do another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we brought no black margaritas back before the end of the podcast. I'm sure that was a fan favorite. That was a fan favorite. Fun and games. So there is a board game based on this song. What are the mechanics, pieces, etc.? So a board game based on internal Dynamo. Here's the game. It's a solo game that you play by yourself, but it does involve other people who don't know that they're playing. So it's kind of like a <laughs> like a deck of cards. No or, consent. Yeah. It's a it's a book with a bunch of lists in it. And you have to roll a D one thousand twelve doesn't, times. Doesn't this game already exist? You're thinking like Morton's Law? Is that I don't know. Okay. And Go on. With every roll you get a different word. So you, you slap, slap. Seven strangers with babies. So then you have to go to the mall and you just really have to surprise yourself and surprise the people around you as you do the thing that the book tells you to do. Yes. And I was just thinking a game where um, spinning around a lot and getting playing it dizzy is an important part. Oh, I like that. Okay, so, that's so yeah, the it's dynamo. Like a, it's like yeah, it's like you're. A, it's a game played on an old-fashioned merry-go-round. Okay, good, good. And it just spins you the whole time, and you know, it's like that. It's like one of those games that are marketed to kids, where you know, you wear a card like it, it's got one shtick, right? Right. Or that, there's that fucking mouth game where you put something in your mouth that and looks you, so fucking that looks gross terrifying yeah i hate that it looks like a torture device yeah you put like that and you have to say words that's we actually made that game it was called bird blows <laughs> oh yeah we did i forgot about that you have to hold your lips as fine as you can and say a bird's name <laughs> bird blows what a great trip that was um for a horrible reason uh yeah i like your idea about the merry-go-round here's what i want i want to add some sort of element of surprising random danger yeah so maybe maybe it's like merry-go-round cross jack-in-the-box where at some point the merry-go-round like you have to do 10 seconds on it and then you get off and the next person gets off and at some point the merry-go-round will launch one person (laughs) or or there's uh uh like it might not happen every game it might not happen ever but when you're playing the game it sends a signal to the creator of the game. Okay. And if he can get to you before the game <laughs> is finished, sure. he can do something. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like this. All right. So it's sort of got an ARG element to it where someone knocks on He's your coming. door. He's coming. He, oh, he doesn't knock on your door. He has like, you by, by playing the game, you're giving him consent, consent to come into your property and do whatever he's going to do. Oh my and God. No, it's not really, you're not really sure. That dude is going to die. The creator of the game is going to break into somebody's house and be shot to death. He can't be. Oh, okay. Why? He's got a super suit or something. <laughs> okay. He's got the uh, the whatever suit that recycles his shit. I mean, it tells you that you're you know he's coming for you. Oh, okay. Oh, so you know? Yeah, you know. It tells you like it, you have to like check a box. You know, that's part of the fun of the game. Okay. You have to give him consent to come and get you. So yeah, but I think some people will still try to shoot him to death. I mean, um, they're, they're t- the thing is. There are like there's a whole like rabbit hole about this on like uh, Reddit and YouTube like trying to trap him, uh-huh. trying to like get him, and no one's ever been able to. Oh, interesting! It's like a fucking shadow. Oh wow! It's like Batman. 
Oh shit! And if you try and hurt him, he's gonna he's gonna do it to you ten times worse because he can do something to you. So this and is... whether it's give you t- give you a thousand dollars or like put you in his torture dungeon Nobody for the rest knows. of your life. Yeah. Okay, because nobody's ever talked about it again. Like, I already visited you. <laughs> yes. Well, what happened? What did he do? I mustn't say. <laughs> like, that. you are bound by yeah, the like, contract. They, they, like, look around. Yes. Oh, yeah, they look for him. So he's some, like, supernatural thing. This is Well, at least that's the, that's the speculation. Hey, Ev, we've invented Bloody Mary. It's what we invented. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. But you're dizzy. <laughs> but you're dizzy while you're doing it. Okay, cool. Well, maybe it's maybe pew, the game. Pew, 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 pew. Maybe the game is you check the box on your phone, you accept it, and then you have to inject yourself with something that makes it so you can't move your <laughs> limbs. And then if he gets to you, if he gets to you, and what? How do you play the game if you can't move? <laughs> well, the game is will he get me or not? So it's just it's excitement because what is a game but excitement, right? Maybe you hear like your house settling, and you're like, was that my house settling, or did he just come in my front door? <laughs> We're, what we're, I think what we're inventing is consensual non-consent for the game, which I also hate a lot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We need to get, Well, I think we invented something. I don't know what it is. It's terrifying, and I don't like it. The two things I know about internal dynamo the game from Milton Bradley. Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our... Do you think us- it's Milton or Bradley that comes for you? Ooh, oh, shit. Bradley Miltonson, his great great grandson. <laughs> Wait, I guess his name isn't Milton Bradley, is it? Those are two people. I think it's probably two game companies that got that joined together for protection. You know, like a uh, Long John Silver's and A uh, and W Root Beer, sure, <laughs> or Combination Pizza Huts and Taco they, Bell's. They didn't do it for protection. Like they did Baskin it because Robbins there and is Donuts. no better combination than fried fish and root beer, as everyone knows. Damn right, I'm gonna go get some of that on my way home. Dip it, mmm, yummy. That's Dip so it good. And sip it. Dip it and sip it. That's what I say. Rip it and rip it. Gosh, this episode brought to you by <laughs> Long John's and <laughs> W. Is there a Long John Silver anywhere near here? There's one right down the street from my house. Really? Yeah. Wow. A Long John's and I drive past it every day. Holy shit! I can't believe there's an and W near here. I love and W. Let's go next time you're over. All right. That's where right I should have picked up food from for uh, goofball Could've hut. Would've. Oh well, next time. Goofball hut. Our, what the fuck, friends, our fans are ostentatious little ostriches. Here's an email from our friend, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Jamie, we're finishing up. Here we go. You got it. You got the last one in. This is the, well, we're going to have questions in the future. Probably. This question is called a Star Wars question. Oh, I like Star Wars. Hey, guys. Hi, Jamie. I genuinely loved how my previous question about MMOs turned into assigning the BNL guys Star Wars races and roles. And I now want a K3V1 android. So this time I'll just ask about Star Wars to begin with. Thank you. What is each of the Brain Naked Ladies' favorite Star Wars movie and why? Up to y'all if this includes sequels and spinoffs. Thanks, Jamie. P.S. I was actually playing Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars MMO, while I was listening to the episode where you answered my question. So the fact that you mentioned the game while, it was, while answering was very surprising. We know. <laughs> Jamie, I'm Milton. He's Bradley. <laughs> By playing you, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, you have given us consent. You clicked that box, and then so what you injected you. into yourself made you forget that you clicked the box. But we have the receipts, Jamie. So what <laughs> we is have pictures of ourselves inside your apartment? What house, is each of their favorite? Um, God, that's great. If you mailed somebody in the mail pictures of yourself in their house, <laughs> that's the ultimate power move. That fucking rules. Um, well, I mean. <laughs> 
you're email you're mailing me pictures of you in my house <laughs> okay well like somebody who maybe you don't know as well okay uh, <laughs> don't say okay um how many star wars movies do we have obviously the nine plus solo plus uh rogue one right yes. but is there some fucked up alternate movies that like is there like I don't think I think they've been pretty unlike Star Trek they've been pretty hard on fan movies uh, Star Wars fan movies but not fan movies I'm talking like um like the Ewoks movie oh or... hell yeah the Ewoks movie Battle for Endor sure okay hold up Star Wars Christmas special yes so Rogue Squadron is coming out do we a Star Wars holiday special is a movie yeah Ewoks Adventure Ewoks Battle for Endor uh okay so we've got some options here. And what is Star Wars The Clone Wars? Is that the, like, end of the TV series? I think that's the animated... That's the animated one, right? The Clone Wars is the one you're watching? Oh, but we finished it. Finally finished it. Yes, it is the end of the TV series. So, like, the last four episodes are, like, a big movie. Okay. Uh, which they fucking kick ass. Um, nope, just kidding. It is the pilot to the TV series, which means it sucks ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the first... The, the beginning of Star Wars The Clone Wars sucks. It's I've heard... Um, okay, so shall we start with Kev? What is Kev's favorite? I don't think Kev, uh, pro- probably the Christmas special, because I don't think he can handle all that. Like those there's laser a lot beam, of action. There's a lot of action. I think he gets overstimulated. Yeah, and he needs to like p- cover his e- he covers his ears and puts his head down between his legs. That makes just sense. Rocks back and forth. Who's plus? I know there's a lot of like singer songwriters in uh, the. Doesn't like Princess Leia do a song? Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Special. Who else is in? Jefferson Starship. He loves oh, psychedelic yeah, music. Yeah. And they're psychedelic. So yeah, Christmas special for sure. He yeah. lo- Life Day is it seems like a day that, that Kev celebrates. B. Arthur. You know Kev loves oh, B. Hell Arthur. Yeah, he loves B. Arthur. He puts on the Golden Girls to relax at night. Almost for sure, yeah. Wow, God. okay. So yeah, this is absolutely yeah, Kev's favorite. Kev, it's like just, the coziest. He yeah, he just puts it on for background noise. Yes, absolutely. The coziest Star War. Um Okay. After a long, after a long uh, series of time shock episodes, he puts on Star Wars <laughs> to, to, to come down to from relax. that high of getting yelled at. Um, okay, let's move to Ty. What's the fucking wildest, uh, most off-the-wall Star Wars movie? Mm, none of the new ones. Okay, I felt like maybe Solo. Yeah, Solo, I guess, but Solo's like, it's like a crime drama. Which I think got under underutilized. It it was a it tried More to do a lot heisty of, sort yeah, of yeah 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 yeah. Which I maybe heist is a little too cerebral for him. He needs more action than heist. Yeah, I'm, I'm to, not saying he's dumb. Yeah, I mean he wants to he he just he's a meat and potatoes guy. He likes to you know just relax and see some things blow up. Yeah yeah. So which one? So has... Tyler just watches um, the Death Star exploding. Okay. On repeat for an hour. Sure. Okay. So just loves it. That would be can't get enough of it. Okay. So is episode four his favorite movie? Well, all the explosions. Sure. He, he's a supercut. He has a supercut. He's made a I fan edit. Okay. Are we allowed to do that? Of course. Okay. The fa- the, isn't like the not <laughs> the machete the t- Topher Grace edit of uh, yeah. We watched that of the original movie. Oh, you did. Yeah, it's still bad. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still I, I want to. Now that I have finished Clone Wars, I'm desperate to go back and watch episodes two and three. Because the amount of gravitas they gave Anakin in Clone Wars is fucking buck wild. Like, I feel like he's a fully fleshed out character now. So I wanted to see if that tracks from episode two to three, now that I have all the middle ground. He just seemed really whiny to me the whole time. Well, I feel like 
in episode three, there was kind of like a huge tonal shift for him. But like with all the minute little changes that he goes through with seven seasons of the Clone Wars, yeah. I feel like it really must have helped. Understood. Okay. I'm excited to watch the Clone Wars. You should be excited for about a third of it. That's okay. I'm going to watch it with Caesar Richards. Oh boy. That's exciting. Um, okay. So his super cut of all the explosions is his favorite Star <laughs> Wars movie. movie. Yeah. Wow. Do you think he likes? He has like a. He sits in a. His his bed's a rocket ship. Oh, is <laughs> it? Sure it is. Sure it is. Okay, that makes yeah! sense. <laughs> um, Eddie boy, let's do Ed mm. next. Ed is a classic. Yeah, Ed seems seventy seven. Like, yeah, damn right. He's the the first one. Yeah, a new yeah, hope. New hope. A new hope for Ed. Okay, and no other explanation necessary. I think that makes Pretty sense. Pretty much. I think he gets. Yeah, it, it's it's an encapsulated movie. It's fully fully formed. Sure. And that's what Ed likes about it. The, sure. There's no. I mean. This, a sequel is just a twinkle in the eye of George yeah. Lucas's wife. I think he just, anything that's a classic, mm-hmm. he is just uh, attracted to. Yeah, yeah. He wears jeans and a cowboy hat and watches Star Wars. Love it. Um, and finally, Jimbo. Jim's got to do something weird. Jim's got to be like. What's the least loved star- episode nine? I think uh, every uh, universally everyone hated it. There are like prequel defenders. Uh-huh. There, you know, ha- the community's totally split on episode eight. But I think. Every single person. Episode nine, that's the... Rise of the Skywalker, the last one. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that's... So do you think that's Jim's favorite? Because, like, he sees some science in it that's, like... He likes the first ten minutes of it where J.J. Abrams goes through the movie that he was going to make, the second movie. Right. Here's all the stuff that I would have had. I would have done. He would have found the Jedi holocron. He would have done this and that and that. And then Tyler Wren goes to this thing and goes that. And Jim just watches that and, like, puts it on times. 2.5 speed so we can just luxuriate in every moment of every frame he watches it frame by frame okay so he does he watches the hidden movie oh okay it's all the movies it's all the movies they you don't didn't play <laughs> sure absolutely okay so he watches the first 10 minutes of episode 9 on a quarter speed well he no he goes frame by frame okay okay okay, yeah, okay. he clicks he clicks through them okay like a series of woodblock prints are there any secret messages legitimately that only he can see not the ones that he thinks he can see but like shit that nobody has that, seen that jj abrams put in for everybody yeah so jim like goes and kills the malaysian prime minister oh <laughs> you think he manchurian <laughs> candidates jim cregan <laughs> from the brannigan ladies what a fucking news story that would be yeah man jj abrams manipulates brannigan <laughs> ladies bass player into killing who was it the malaysian prime, prime minister. minister sure okay i love this so our spinning out of what's the medical latest favorite movies ended up with the Malaysian prime minister's death. Wait, does he succeed? Probably not. Yeah. I think he comes to his senses. Jim's pretty powerful though. Yeah. He's got those. I feel like he's got hands strong enough to wring a person's neck. He can wring your neck. Certainly. He's a chokester. He's a big guy. Yeah. Well, I hope we answered your question, Jamie. Good luck. Good good luck luck. killing the prime minister. Have a great life. You've been activated. Ebo. Oh, no. Criminy. Criminy. This is our second to last normal Ebo. Mm-hmm. Next week, we will summate everything. We'll just bring it all together. I hope. Always leave him wanting less. We got That's what s- I always say. Segments upon segments next yeah. week. So prepare yourself for a <laughs> four-hour episode. It might be. It might be a three-hour ep. I don't know. Yeah, we'll mar- see. We've never done a marathon ep, but I don't want to. But. It's not a, that's not a uh, invitation. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Wouldn't it be fun to do a 24-hour rep? No. <laughs> absolutely not. But, like, maybe, maybe... I hate talking for an hour and a half. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an episode we do on Twitch, right? And 
every time someone we pass a hundred dollar threshold, we go for another hour. So we plan it to be no. an hour episode. Somebody donates a hundred bucks, we go two hours. We d- Ev, we could make thousands of we dollars. Twenty four hundred dollars. If, yeah. If we went the whole well, what twenty three hundred because the first hour is free. Right. Oh yeah. You get the hour first for one's free. You get the first hour for free. But that's great. You wouldn't. I feel like it'll oh. go. It'll go either two ways. The first way is that no one will donate money or listen to us, and we'll just be kind of sad. Great, then we're out in an hour. Yeah, we'll be kind of sad. The second one is some one of our fans who like is makes money will donate twenty four hundred dollars, <laughs> and then we'll just be fucking screwed. I kind of love that, don't you? Twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah. So wait, twenty three hundred dollars so divided we'd, by two. We'd make uh, right divided 1100. by twenty three hours. So we're making $50 an hour. You're not going to do it for $50 no, an hour? No, I don't need money. I think I've made that quite clear. God, I, have I, a, do. I have a job that give pays, me pays a money, decent amount please. of money. I need some desperately. Listeners, if you want to give me a bunch of money, you can email Richards at gmail.com. He'll tell you where to go next. <laughs> the next <laughs> the piece first, of the puzzle. The, first <laughs> the dead drop is in Seize Richards' house. <laughs> All right, but what are you plugging this week? Uh, Bubba. <laughs> Bubbles. 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 Lovely. Um, I'm plugging. I wonder if my album is out now. You know, bubbles are a pretty good thing, though. Like, you know, bubbles don't show up when bad stuff happens. Are you talking about Michael Jackson's monkey? No, I'm talking about the literal soap, soapy oh, bubbles. because I was going to say bubbles appears exclusively when bad things happen. Probably. <laughs> um, oh, got another dead one. Bring out bubbles. <laughs> he can dispose of the body. Oh, Neverland Ranch. That's bad. Tales of the Neverland Ranch. Can you write a TTRPG setting for me called Tales from Neverland Ranch? I think I get sued by Jackal Jackson's estate. Jackal Jackal Jackson. (laughs) Michael Jackson's fucking bodyguard, Jackal Jackson. (laughs) We have to go. Uh, All right. new album. Yeah, get it for I don't free. know if it's, it's out. probably free. I'll fucking check in again next week. <laughs> if it's out, there's a link in the description of this episode. If not, fuck it. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you again. See you in one week. See you in one week. Bye. Bye.